Hallelujah. Amen. time I was here before we uh, it's been the ages God bless you all for your patience and then also for that warm welcome amen amen, amen. I said amen. amen we are going to look at a portion of scripture just like our presiding elder said the whole week we've been looking at bearing fruit bearing fruit Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Is there anyone here who is bearing fruits? Give a wave offering to God if you know you're bearing fruit. Hallelujah. I'm going to read two portions of scripture. One was our, one of our main scriptures for the week. Uh, it's John 15, 1 and 2. I mean, sorry, John 15, 1 to 8. And then also we will look at Luke 13, 6 to 9. John 15, 1 to 8. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Amen. Amen. Remain in me, some version says, abide in me. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Hallelujah. Amen. This is so sweet, eh? must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am, not me, sorry, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Uh Amen. I think we are going to designate an amen corner <laughs> in our new place. We will look for a certain section in the auditorium yes. and that will be the amen corner. Amen. amen. And I know Deaconess Gloria definitely yes. will be in that amen corner. Amen. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, I mean, it's amazing the number of times Jesus says, remain in me or abide in me in that short scripture. If you do not remain in me, you can do nothing. You are like a branch that is, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Ah. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Hallelujah. This is my Father's glory, 
that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So Jesus spoke these words to his disciples and to us. Amen. And I want to look at Luke 13, 6 to 9. And most of our, the message will concentrate on this parable. He spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that you can cut it down. Praise the Lord. Amen. Father, we just want to bless your name this morning. It's always a privilege to study under your feet. As I preach your word this morning, Holy Ghost, you teach your people. And Father God, may your hearts receive and be blessed and encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When we consider, just before we go to the message, when we consider what the Lord has done for us, it's just mind-boggling. And let me rephrase it. If we consider what the Lord has done through you all, through the leadership, the local leadership, and, uh, and the members of PIWC, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. It is just amazing what God has done. Now, don't be my testimony. I'm sorry, this is PRWC. One day, we will testify the goodness of God in man. Oh, I said amen. amen. Honestly, when I look back, since November, January, when did we start looking at that building? February, you know, when I look back and, you know, the ups and downs and the twists and turns, it's just amazing what the Lord has done. Beloved of God, we serve a living God yes. who is a faithful God. Yes. Amen. Yes. You know, we are beginning to know and, and we're beginning to have the knowledge that there are some churches that actually give an offer bigger than the offer we gave. Um, Gospel Assembly Church gave a $675,000 offer. We gave a $600,000 offer, 75000 difference. Somehow they gave it to us. Amen. And throughout the process, fell out of contract. And somehow they said, you know what? Yes. So it back in the contract. It is the doing of the Lord. Yes. 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 Amen. Um, Put your hands together for Jesus. Grateful for what the Lord has done. This whole week, we have been looking at the evidence of the true birth. If we say that we are Christians, hallelujah. Amen. What are some of the evidence?
lessons that we need to see. And um, today we want to end by maybe practicalizing the message a little bit using the parable in Luke 13, 6 to 9. Hallelujah. Bearing fruit, what is the evidence that we possess as Christians? So in John 15, we read about Jesus saying, I am the true vine. And my father is the husband, but my father is the gardener. The reason why Jesus says that he is a true vine, by the way, that's the, one of the I am statements of Jesus that he gave or John records. But the reason why Jesus makes sure that he mentions the fact that he is a true vine is that in the Old Testament, when you read Isaiah 27 and Isaiah 10, it is evident that Israel was considered a vineyard. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says the prophets in Israel were considered the godliness, the husbandmen. Bible declares very clearly in Hosea that the prophets in Israel those days were the dresses of Israel. But because Israel spiritually killed their prophets, the prophets ceased to be the husbandmen. And Israel, because of Israel's disappointment, you know, anytime God contends with flesh, because of the weakness of flesh, it's evident that the flesh cannot do anything. Hallelujah. So in the Old Testament, Israel was a vineyard. The prophets were the husbandmen, but they disappointed God. So Jesus said, I am the true vine. And my father is the dresser. Is a wine dresser. Mama and I had the opportunity to tour Europe, one of our favorite vacations, some time back. And we visited Luxembourg, beautiful city. And as we were driving through, I made a mistake and booked when I went to the open of the book hotels here, Expedia. When I went to Expedia, and I just typed in hotel in Luxembourg. So it pulled a bunch of hotels. But the hotel that I booked, I forgot to check the city. You know, so in Luxembourg, there are so, of course, there are so many villages around the city of Luxembourg. So the hotel that we booked was a hotel about 50 miles away from Luxembourg. So when we got to Luxembourg, I thought that we would be driving just two minutes, three minutes to our hotel, and then the GPS said 50 miles. I'm like, so we were not driving. So we, we were stuck. Do, I, do we take Uber? When we call Uber, the, the, the rules are a little different, but, but anyway, the long short, uh, cut a long story short. We met a young lady who was an attorney just on the streets of Luxembourg, I approached her, I said, hey, this is our situation, a black girl. And she said, I will take you to the hotel, that's where I live. Wow. So she bundled us into her, no, she, she showed us the bus 
to get there. So we, we, we went with her in a bus to a place and we bought it, we, we hopped on her car and she drove us to the hotel as we were driving through the beautiful city of Luxembourg and its outskirts. I was profoundly surprised by the beauty of the vineyards. We had massive land of vineyards where the many vines have been planted and the way, it looks so beautiful. And the lady, the lady's husband, owned one of those large vineyards. She took us and went through the vineyards and we asked questions. In my mind, I was thinking about this parable and how they tend, they, they took care of the vineyard and, and how they take care of the plant so that it can bear fruits. It can bear juicy fruits for them to use to produce your wine. So when Jesus said that, if you abide in me, if you stay close to me, if you're a branch and you connect to the vine, you will bear fruit. In other words, there is a sap, there is, there is some nutrients that the vine, see notice that the vine itself does not bear the fruit. It's a branches connected to the vine that bear the fruits. And Jesus said, you are the branches. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor that you are the branch. Amen. It makes sense that when the branch is connected to the vine, it bears juicy fruits. It also makes sense that when the branch or when the grape is disconnected, when the fruit or the branch containing the fruit is disconnected from the vine, your fruit does not last long. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. The juiciness of the fruit will disappear. When you leave the branch with the fruits pack out, separated from the vine for a long time, from a, for a long time, the fruit, the juicy fruit, turns into reason. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. When you disconnect your branch from the vine, from the source, from the source that receives the spiritual nourishment, when you disconnect it for a long time, you turn from a grape to a reason. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor that I don't want to be a raisin in the house of God. I want to be the juicy fruits. Hallelujah. It is interesting because horticulturists tell us, for those of you who are uh, uh, professors here, they say that if you have a peach branch, for example, and you graft it to an apple tree, the tree will grow, the branch will grow, but it will not bear fruit. Let's stick with this very carefully. But when you take a peach branch and you attach it to a plum tree, the tree will grow and the rest of the branches will grow, will bear fruit, the plum fruit, 
And then the branch that you grafted to the peach tree will bear peach fruits. There is something profound here. The apple tree, genomically, is incompatible with the peach branch. But the plant tree is genomically compatible to the peach branch. So when that branch is connected to that tree that has compatibility genes-wise, DNA-wise, it is able to produce that which is needed for it to bear fruit. Beloved of God, when Jesus died on the cross and infused that blood, that blood that took us out of our sins and genetically in the spiritual realm, we, 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 we were amended, our system was amended to match to the DNA of the blood of Jesus. Amen. When you disconnect yourself from that vine, mm. when you disconnect yourself from Jesus, when you disconnect from yourself from the Spirit of God, you will never bear fruit. And everybody here in this room, you bear witness with me that there is nothing this flesh cannot do once you disconnect yourself from the spirit source. Praise the Lord. Oh, I said praise the Lord. The flesh can shock you. The things the flesh can do, the things you can imagine and the things you cannot imagine, the flesh is able to do that. And the moment we disconnect ourselves from the vine, from the source that gives us life for a long time, gradually, the flesh dissipates and slips into something that I say all the time, that you can do something that will shock you once you disconnect yourself so long from the vine. That's what Jesus said. The only way to bear fruit, the only way to be fruitful in my house is to keep connecting with me, keep abiding in me, keep remaining in me. Beloved of God, remain in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us look at this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look, for three years, since we started the church, for how many years I have been coming to try to see who is bearing fruit? But I found none. The man said, Cut it down. In fact, when you read the scripture, when you, when you read the, 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 the background story and then the meanings, the Greek meanings of the words, that cut it down doesn't mean to just kill it or throw it away. That cut it down is to dress it. The, the branches that have fallen, that are not bearing fruit, pick it up, chop around it, tender it, and make sure that it becomes fruitful. The dresser said, the vineyard owner said, cut it down. Why does it use up this ground? But he answered and said, sir, let it alone for one year 
until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if after one year, it's still the same, then do whatever you want to do with it. After hearing the word of God and the encouragement of God for all these years, beloved of God, it is important for us to understand that we need to move from just hearing the word of God. We need to move from just calling ourselves mere Christians to a position or a point where we will bear fruit in the house of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I customize this message because I know where we're going. Let us explain the parable a little bit. The definition of this parable or the explanation here is the owner of the vineyard is God. He owns the whole vineyard. He owns the whole world. He owns everywhere you set your feet upon. God is the owner of the vineyard. And you, you sitting here, Pastor Jumpo, Mama Jumpo, presiding elder, every single individual sitting here, you are the fig tree that God has planted in that vineyard. Hallelujah. The place where God has planted you is your vineyard. And we know that he owns everything. So the different places that he has planted you in general and specifically in this house has a divine importance. Throughout your life, at certain stages in your life, the Lord planted you in certain parts of his vineyard. Some of us, we are planted in the vineyard of PIWC, and we are also planted in the vineyard of our workplaces. Praise the Lord. Well, I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Some of us, you are planted in the vineyard around your families. Some of us, you are planted in the vineyard in certain areas that you never even expected to be. God has planted you in this vineyard and Jesus is the dresser of the vineyard which God has planted you. Praise the Lord. So when you read that parable and insert your name, you notice that you are the fig tree planted in God's vineyard in this dispensation, in this time at here in PIWC. This is a vineyard of God that he has planted you here for a particular reason. Say amen. Amen. It is time to continue to abide. Abide in that vine. And receive something. The fig tree in nature is supposed to bear fruits. Hallelujah. And we know that any time Jesus finds a fig tree that does not bear fruit, it doesn't sit well with him. Because by nature, it is a fruit-bearing tree. So when the owner came to the fig tree, he is expecting to see that this natural fruit-bearing tree is producing the fruit that is needed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The fig tree was planted in an environment to bear fruit. See, the reason, the, 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 
the, the thing about this parable is that the vineyard is a big vineyard, and when the owner of the vineyard comes into the vineyard, he is looking for trees that bear fruit. So that means that there are trees, there are other trees in the vineyard that actually do bear fruit. So any tree that does not bear fruit, there is a problem with that tree. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. He comes to his vineyard and some trees are bearing fruit. He comes to his vineyard, some trees are connected to the vine. He comes to the vineyard and some trees look good and plush and are bearing fruit, but some of them somehow are not bearing any fruit at all. So there are no excuses. See, there's no excuse for the tree that is not bearing fruit. You can't say that the soil is bad. You can't say that the vineyard dresser is not dressing because other people, other trees in the vineyard are bearing fruit. Beloved of God, there are no excuses when other people are bearing fruit. Do not, let us not exempt ourselves from bearing fruit in this vineyard that the Lord has placed us. The opportunities are going to be even many, even as we progress from here. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us look at the five things that Jesus talks about in this parable, and maybe it will make even much better sense. The vineyard owner, number one, came looking for fruit. The vineyard owner did not come looking for leaves. He did not come looking for flowers. He did not come looking for the prettiness. In fact, he did not come looking for the way the dresser had dressed the place. When he descended into his vineyard, there was one thing on his mind. Fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. Beloved of God, too much investment has been put in you by the owner of the vineyard. Jesus Christ shed his blood for you on Calvary. The Holy Spirit is there to convict you of your sin and remind you of the provision of the blood that cleanses you. There's too much investment from even parents to children, even in this vineyard. Hallelujah. Amen. So God, being a businessman, comes to his investment if he wants to see returns. Hallelujah. Amen. He's a shrewd investor. And when he comes, he, he, he wants to see the branches. He wants to see the trees that are, that are flourishing. He wants to see church members that are flourishing in the house of God and out there in the other vineyard areas that he has planted them. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to see the effect of the word, the effect of the prayer. Effect, 
Pentecostals, if it is only prayer and dancing and music that will take us to heaven, every single one of us are there. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. I'm holding, sir. Amen. But God wants to see fruit. Wants to see evidence of our new birth. Praise the Lord. God wants to see progress. Amen. God does not want to see stagnation. God wants to see growth. Hallelujah. What fruit are you bearing in the house of God? Because the husbandman, the dresser comes looking for fruit. He's not looking only for opulence. Yes, when he comes into the vineyard, if the vineyard is beautiful, it's beautiful, that's fine. But the core evidence of our faith, I mean the core evidence of our new birth is whether or not we are bearing fruits. Number two, the vineyard owner found no fruit on these particular trees, plants. There was nothing. The tree was bare. But he expects something from the tree. I don't know if there's anyone here who buys a car and expects that the car should not move. Doesn't make sense. Whatever, even us, whatever we invest in, we want to see what is coming out. There's wisdom. There's strength. There is anointing. There is the word of God. Some of us are freezing out because we're growing old. But the young ones coming in, there is strength, there is agility, there is, there, there is future for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us put our hands on a plow and bear fruit for God. Amen. Let us be the ones that we say, Papa, you came to visit the vineyard and this is the fruit that we're bearing. Amen. We are engaged in spiritual things in the church. We are involved in evangelism. Not only are we praying, but we are involved in the community. We are making sure that the church runs the way you expect it to run. Buying this property has taught us a lot of things. I don't know about um, Dr. Nathan, but you know, there are only 20 of those people left. Old people. And the last time I was telling Mama that we, before we close, we, we had to do a walkthrough. And because Connie came with me and uh, we, we went to the place. And bless his heart, his name is Bill. He is so old. Actually, not Bill, there's another one. He is so, he's the, he's the maintenance guy in the church, Dave. So Dave enthusiastically. I mean, you could see the enthusiasm, but there was no physical strength to match it. Dave really wanted to take us to all the rooms and show, proudly show us the vineyard that God gave them and how 
they, they tended the vineyard and how they, 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 they grew and was telling us fun stories of how big the church was and, and how beautiful the place was. And um, I'm like, Dave, we, we need to look at the rooms. And then Dave will, will go to the one corner and bring a bunch, I mean a big box with a bunch of keys and even to pick the key for the particular room was a problem. Why? His time is past. And he will rebel alongside and just sit down on one of the benches and engage us in conversation. I knew that he was tired. Immediately, I knew that today, if we decide to do the entire tour, we're not going to leave the place. So we told Dave that, Dave, you know what? There's no point. We, we understand. We, no, no, no more walk through. We are okay. His time has passed. Our time is passing very quickly. And you, the young ones, youth and pensa, you are the ones who will take, when it is only 20 of us left, it's you who will take this mantle and run with it. Bear fruit. Bear fruit for God. Oh, I said bear fruit for God. Amen. Dr. Sam, Sam is looking at me like, Pastor, you, you two, you, you face out. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 10, 15 years from now, some of us, look, that is the bitter truth. 10, 15, 20 years, which is just close by. 20 years plus our age, I will continue to save this in this district until I leave here. 20 years plus your age, you notice that you are facing out. I will bear your fruit right now. The vineyard owner came looking for fruit. Even if I'm 50 plus 20 is 70, I'm gone. Somewhere in Ghana, maybe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, the vineyard owner waited for a long time before going searching for the fruit. Three years before he went searching for the fruit. From the time we give our life to Christ, let us remember the zeal. Let us remember, let me not even go back too far. From the time we started our churches here, the people that joined, the people that left, moving, buying this great property at that time, great, beautiful edifice, big enough to sustain all of us. And all those years, three years, the dresser will come, God will come, let us see the fruit. Show us the fruit. It's not only about shouting, show us the evidence of the faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's see progress. How many souls are we winning? What kind of example are we there? It took him a long time, three years, to come asking for something. God gives us time. Even during that time, he's working with us. But if we miss that time, we can't bear the fruit that he's looking for us to bear. The tree is to be cut down. 
The investment is too much. God does not want it to be wasted. If you don't produce fruit, I will not use cut down. God has ways of using other people. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And as we go into that building, the new place that Lord has given us, and as I look with my spiritual eye, there's going to come a time that you will struggle to find something to do in the church. Those of us here, if you don't put your hands on a plow to pick something to do, I'm prophesying. Others will come from somewhere and they will occupy those positions. Hallelujah. Also, never, never know. They'll do something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't hold something in the church and own it, God has a way of getting others to own it and do the same work. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As I praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Huh. They told us that this person does this. The boiler, the people will come twice a year. This person will do this. This person will do that. And then I'm asking, my, I'm, I'm telling in my mind, I'm like, boy, looks like we need a whole manager, a whole property manager. And if possible, you have to pay a property manager and let a property manager manage everything. Because I have seen it before. We bought a building in Charlotte, North Carolina, just before I went. We had this beautiful edifice. It's still beautiful. But we went to the kitchen. And then they told me, say, Pastor, you know, the, yeah, the, the kitchen first said, Pastor, this kitchen, you should have seen the first time you walked into this kitchen. I'm like, what happened? I said, why? He said, this, this, these stoves, they were sparkling new. These, the fridges, they are, the, 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 the plates. Those guys, these Presbyterian people, they left the church over 500 pieces of plates. Quality China. Sorry? They were all gone. <laughs> it, it, that broke my heart so much. And he used to say that, say, say, Reverend, you see this lobby area? When we first came in this lobby area, the lobby area was so beautiful. I said, what happened? Then I went to the pastor's office. He said, this office? You know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'll transform this office. <laughs> what happened? It is about time. You see, the vineyard owner will come. Yes. The vineyard owner will come and will require it from us. Where we are going, I am begging you, let us all open our eyes and own the place. Hallelujah. And make sure that it is in a more pristine condition that we took over. Because at the end of the day, the vineyard owner will come. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God for Jesus. Amen. But the mercies of God abound. The dresser said, you know, don't take them out. The trees that are bearing fruit, just give me one year. Let me dress it. Let me water it. Let me feed it. Let me fertilize it. Let me dig around it. 
when we make sure that the mistakes are corrected. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Let me make sure that what is lacking is being provided. Amen. And after one year, if you come after all that I've done, if you come after one year, let me make sure that you are connected to the vine. Yeah. After all that months, when you come and it's still the same, remove it. But the dresser knew that if those that were not bearing fruit, if they would remain in the vine and allow him to dig around, to pull, allow him to infuse them with the spirit of God, the dresser knew that the results would be different. I declare that the results will be different. I said, I declare that the results will be different. A year from today, when we come to our building, not only are we going to see a pristine building, but also we see people of God who are bearing fruit, whose lives have changed, who are impacting the community, people of God who have been set apart and bearing fruit for Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus said, this fruit is a fruit of the Spirit. And when we read John 15 verse 9, Jesus alludes to the fact that the fruit that he's talking about is love for one another. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace. Amen. Amen. Love. Joy. Peace. Love. Let's just go through this real quick. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Can you project the King James Version? And let's just read that portion real quick and then I'll bring our message to an end. Galatians chapter 5. Okay, let's just go through love and joy. We're not going to go through this because I, time is far spent. But suffice to say that the fruit of the Spirit, fruit, one fruit of the Spirit is love. Love Unconditional love. Hallelujah. Amen. Unconditional love. In English language, for those of you who have studied grammar, we have what they call the conjugation. So you say, I am, you are, so I am is the first person, you are is the second person, she is, is the third person, right? It will interest you to know that in Hebrew, it is the other way around. In Hebrew, the first person is he is. The second person is you are. And the third person is I am. Do you know that that is the command for love? Love the Lord your God. Love him first. Second, your neighbor. Second person. And then third, before you come. So when Jesus was writing this, when, when Paul was, was writing this, he was thinking under the inspiration of God, under the Hebrew conjugation, mm. 
to describe this love. Love the Lord your God first. Love your neighbor second before yourself. That is unconditional love. Praise the Lord. Time will not afford us to go through that in detail. Joy. Joy is constant delight in God. Praise the Lord. Constant delight in God. Peace. When the Spirit rules in our lives, you experience peace in three areas with God, with others, and with ourselves. Do you know this? Why is this so complicated for some of us? It's because we are not connected to the vine. Hallelujah. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, willing to accept and bear injury in the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, he's all, she's all ridiculous. Why is she doing this and this and that? You hear it, but you keep quiet and you still do the work. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see people's weaknesses. You see people's challenges. Sometimes they affect you directly or indirectly. You see all that, but you bear it and you keep pushing because you're working for God. Amen. Long suffering. Gentleness. Gentleness is a sweetness of attitude. Easy to get along with every single person without griping. Gentleness. Faith. Goodness. Meekness. When I research meekness, meekness really truly means restraint. Putting power under your control. Not using one's power in the Lord for evil or for revenge. Hallelujah. Amen. You have the power in the church, yes. But you keep it under, the, under control because it is someone who gave you that power. Amen. And you love the people. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Temperance. That is self-control. Mm. Refusing to do those things you, are, you have in your power to do temperance, self-control, no matter what, you keep your emotions Hallelujah. under control. Because in church business, if you don't learn to keep your emotions under control, you will do something that after you are done, your reputation is ruined forever. Hallelujah. Amen. So, beloved of God, you can see that the fruit of the spirit, the fruit that we are supposed to, is it bear or bore? Bear, English language. The fruit that you're supposed to bear and what it takes to bear that fruit doesn't come that easily. Because when you leave the flesh, it will always go the opposite direction. So that is why Jesus said, abide in me. Walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. Walk in the spirit. Abide in me. And you receive the ability to bear the fruit that the Lord requires. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. May the Lord tend the areas in our lives that is preventing us from bearing fruit. May the dresser dig around it. May the dresser fertilize us some fresh water 
and then give us some time. Amen. And as he gives us that time, as we reflect on the goodness of God, and as we soak in the power of the Holy Spirit with prayer, we will bear fruit. Amen. Shall we be on our feet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.